welcome to another episode of It's Just Pennies. This is the Stock Whisperer. Before you enjoy today's episode, let me just state this. I am not a financial advisor, so if you're looking for financial advice, please seek an investment professional. The episode that you're about to hear is strictly for educational and informational purposes only. Hello, OTCers. On today's episode, we have a special guest who has perfected his craft for trading in the OTC world. He's now a business owner. In a world where people are um, willing to play it safe, this guest that I'm going to talk to today is willing to look in the mirror and bet on himself. And in a world where people second guess themselves, this person is willing to double down on the man in the mirror and his skill set and his capabilities. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Stock Honcho. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I appreciate the opportunity, man. I've, I've been listening to the podcast. I love the podcast. I love what you're doing as far as informing and uh, being informative and informing everybody. Hey, you know, yes, you can trade at whatever level, but hey, let's start at the basics. Let's start, give you a little bit of information about big board stocks in the OTC. So I found my niche in the OTC and I, I feel um, a lot of your content is about that. And I just want to say, I just want to give a, um, a shout out to you and um, the, the guests that have come on before me. Appreciate them words, man. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, and you know, this podcast, like I say, is for, it's for the people, it's for us. It's not, it's, it's bigger than me, it's bigger than one person. So I definitely appreciate those words. For sure, gratitude, gratitude. So just getting in. So I got a ton of questions, but my first question that I have for you, because I'm a fan of your story and what you represent, but the first question I got to ask is, how did you come up with the name Stock Concho? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it was, it was, it's crazy how it, it, it happened. It, it, it was pretty simple, but I was just getting into it and I found myself trying to be a leader in this OTC realm because of the success that I found in it. And I've had, I had some followers and I had some, you know, some individuals, you know, take heed to the information that I was, that I was presenting. So, you know, I, you know, in our lingo nowadays, the younger generation, you know, we call ourselves, you know, the, the honcho or the biggest or stuff like that. So, <laughs> so from where I'm from, I say, you know what? I am the honcho <laughs> and I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it the stock way. So I'm the stock honcho. All right. That makes it. It's a clever name. And I like the symbol and everything. I was like, man, I wonder how he came up with that. So like this, yeah. <laughs> definitely like the story. So how long you actually been trading in the OTC? Hmm, that's yeah, that's a good question. The funny part about that, I started trading, I think it was uh, 2015. Okay, you know, just but just like, you know, a lot of people's story, I started off just an idea from something that was sparked in high school, I started with that idea and I had that love. And what happened was I had connected with a friend of mine who was actually on the same page. It was funny how it happened. And he was actually dibbling in the, the OTC. So I got kind of introduced to the OTC from an actual friend of mine. And that's when I started. So I started in 2015, 16, working the nine to five, you know, went through the hiccups of, you know, a small portfolio and not really knowing what, uh, what I was doing. I really didn't take it as serious. So I, I was, I was mostly gambling. I would say now that I look back at it, mm -hmm. I was gambling my money on these, these stocks making some profits here and there, but more of, more of 
what I experienced was more lost than gains. So I did that for maybe two years. So about 2000, no, about three years. So 2018, that's when I kind of took a break from it and I got reintroduced to it or, re, or I reintroduced myself to it in, in 2019 Okay. and got and went full head into it, really did the education aspect of it, studied my, my, my tail off. And that's when I really started seeing the significant gains and in, in, in putting myself in the position that I am today. So starting so young and you were having that inconsistency and you you suffering more losses than than gains. And especially I know, you know, being young and you're working, it's like I can be using this money on something else. How did you how did you stay committed or what made you take the break and then come back? So I've always been a dreamer. I've always I've always had always felt like I can do anything and accomplish anything. So what I think where I went wrong starting out when I started trading was I was trading with my rent money. Mm. If, and I and, and I'll break it down a little bit. I was I was trading with money that I needed, not money that I saved and I didn't need. So positions that I should have held, I was selling. Positions that I should have sold, I was holding. <laughs> so <laughs> I was I ha- I had to figure that out. And it took me a year, two years, three years to figure out. Hey, I need to re reevaluate what I'm doing. Obviously, I need to find a better paying job. I need capital. So my main thing was, how can I get the capital? So I jumped into real estate and became a real estate agent. And I had some success in there. But we all know, being strictly off of commission, you know, you can't you, you can't gamble that money off because you have bills, you have rent, you have car notes, you have all of those things. So that's when I actually took my break when I was in real estate and I just wasn't able to gain, gain traction that I needed in order to fund my trading desires. So in 2020, where the tables turned, what I did was I sacrificed and I actually got on um, an 18-wheeler and I worked for a company. And that's when I started really seeing significant gains because I was making some really good money out on that road and I was dedicating 30% of my income to trading every check and I was getting paid, I was getting paid weekly. So that was, that was $500 literally every week that was going into my E-Trade account. Nice. And, yeah. and when you were doing that, what made you, cause I, I, I guess, you know, the average financial advisor is say, Hey, if you're putting $500 in there and you, you keep driving these trucks, once you just put it in a blue chip stock, but it sounds like you stay strictly OTC. Is that correct? That is correct. And that what, is correct. And what made you stay strictly OTC knowing like, hey, I'm making good money. I can keep putting this $500 into the stock market, but I'm still going to, you know, focus on the OTC market instead of going major. So my whole my whole thought process behind learning and trying to perfect the OTC rather than the big board, the big board stocks was basically profit margins. I've I learned from observation, not even trading big board stocks or anything like that. Just from even reading, any financial advisor or anybody that has that knowledge will tell you that big board stocks, the percentage that's desired for people, you know, that's trading in that world is, you know, 20%, I believe, annually. And if I I knew that 20% honestly wasn't going to get me where I wanted to be, when I wanted to, when, when I wanted to get there. So what I did was I took the alternative route, which is the OTC, and I've seen that you can get 
a thousand percent, a hundred. Let's just start off a hundred, five hundred percent, a thousand percent on these sub penny stocks in a shorter amount of time. It's just all about knowing how to trade it, what moves these stocks, good entry point and exit points. Mm -hmm. That 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 was my whole that was my whole my thought process of trading the or learning the OTC rather than the big board. Now, do I see myself trading the big board or learning that or taking my expertise from what I'm learning now over to the big board eventually? Yes, I do. But starting out, OTC is where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I, and I can agree with some of those words as well. So overall, you know, you started, you, you're a young guy, you started super young, you started, you stopped, went back. Overall, how has your journey been? Man, it's it's been a it's been a blessing. It's it's honestly been a blessing. Just you know, hearing the stories about rags the riches, what some would say, just you know, feeling like failures at times because of dreams and different things that you've pursued didn't work out. But you know, dedicating and sacrificing to something and really you know going after it and seeing it come to fruition and seeing your your uh, your roses and seeing you know the uh fruits of your labor man it's, it's it's been a journey man and i've been able to not only um change my life but i also have been able to change my my family's life in many different ways i'm probably you know the first one that that, that we can say hey you know i chased the dream i sacrificed blood sweat and tears and I think it, it has opened up the doors for me and my, some my siblings and relatives to say, hey, yeah, we can do this. Hey, I think you're motivating more than your family, especially with your, you know, you, st you have your YouTube page going on, which what is the what's the um, what's your channel, your YouTube channel for the listeners? Yeah, it, it's the Millennial Trucker. And what it was, it, it was a it was a channel that I started when I started trucking to motivate, you know, individuals or younger men like myself to, you know, get out, get out the, uh, the quote unquote mentality that we have of, you know, fast money. It was, Hey, come out in this truck and make 60 to $80,000 a year and put it back in the market and, and level up from there, boss up from there. So it's, it's definitely a motivational, uh, channel in, um, I think I'm, I'm, I've, I've been contemplating on, on changing the name to the trading trucker because I want to get into a lot more trading content for the viewers mm -hmm. because that's where my heart is. That's where my heart is. And then it also combines with what I'm doing as far as my business uh, with the with the trucking industry. So I, I, I want to start gearing up that and, 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 and putting the trading trucker out there because I, I definitely want to continue giving these gems on the on, on trading the stock world investing but also on business on how to start a trucking business on how to leverage you know stock money your capital from there and uh, reinvesting in yourself or into a business and and just continue to get built that that portfolio diversifying and which which is a good segment way to how did you find that balance from trucking and invest and trade investing or trading you know because trucking is a that's a it's not a for some it can be a tough job but it's a very lucrative but not only lucrative it's a very busy job right so how did you yeah. balance how did you balance hey i gotta this is my job now but i still gotta make time for 
trading, for investing, and not only just doing it, but understanding and learning how to perfect your craft? Man, man, it was it was a journey. But before I got into trucking, I made that I made that decision that this was what I was going to do. It, it, it like some people would say it was crazy. But what I did was I I actually deleted all of my social media. I was in that truck for a purpose. And <laughs> I don't know if anybody's going to hear this, that 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 I was working for at the company I was working for. But I was trading literally while I was driving. I was listening. <laughs> I was listening to the podcast. I was on my downtime. I was reading the penny, different different books and different things like that as far as trading. But I was literally. I can show my. I went on Amazon and I bought one of those. You know the cup holders for your phone. Mm-hmm. But what it was, it was big enough to fit my iPad in it. <laughs> and I had, on my cup holder, I had that stand and I had my iPad on there. So what I was doing was I was I had my level two up, uh, my level two, and I would watch the market while I was driving. If I needed to make a trade, I would just pull over for a quick five, 10 minutes, whether it was on the side of the road and put my blinkers on or if I was getting to the nearest exit route and I'll get on the exit ramp and I'll put my flashes on and make my trade or make my sale, make my buy order. Other than that, I would just mark. I was just watching it on there. I'll periodically look at it, and I was driving. <laughs> so you, you, you don't you don't you don't you don't work for that same trucking company, do you? <laughs> no, I don't work for them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so even if they did here, they they hey, there's nothing they can do now. Exactly. So I know you you have you spoke about the passion for trucking, and I think what you the beautiful thing of your story that you've said thus far is everything has served its purpose, right? So when you first got introduced to trading, it was like, I, I got to figure it out. So I got to work capital. I mean, I got to create some more capital. But then you became an employee and you're working this, this trucking for a trucking company. But it was like, I'm making good money, but this is not why I'm doing this for. I want to make more money to pursue other things. So speak about once you start making money in the OTC, I'm assuming you, because you did real estate, you did trucking, you left the trucking company. And then once you start making that money in the OTC, what did you do next? Um, so what I did was when I got on that truck, I told I told my my homeboys, I told well, let me just say my circle, I told my family, I was literally doing that for uh, a year. I gave myself a year eviction notice, pretty much, and I started in March of 2000, 2020, and I got so good at trading that I had supplemented my yearly income um, by a few times. So I actually made the decision to get off of trucking. I think it was four months, four months early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was four months early. So the thought process on moving forward after the truck and working for someone was always to be an entrepreneur. And I was going to start with real estate, but I decided to, hey, while I'm still fresh in this trucking world, let's just go ahead and start this business. And I went ahead and purchased my first truck. So I purchased my first truck and now good transportation is up and running. Nice. And we, yeah. So I have my, I have, I have my transportation company. It's good. It's called good transportation and I will be servicing, you know, Texas and well, pretty much all around America, just hauling some freights for different brokerages and um, just trying to build on that. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Okay. Congrats on that, man. I mean, at the end of the day, people would love to be, you know, start a business and to do it so young 
that's that's just gonna serve so much motivation to anybody who's listening to this. Rather, regardless yeah. if they're older and they've never taken risks or been scared to, it's like if he's young and he can do it, why can't I? And you know, if you're if they're a younger person and they're questioning their purpose or do I pursue a passion or do I go get a degree that to make mom and dad happy, you know, now it's like, hey, you're giving more options and more motivation to to people. So kudos to that, man. And so, yes, thank you. Good. What is uh, the name of it again? Is what good transportation? Yeah, good person. Yes, good transportation LLC. Nice. All right. So, you you got your business going. You're you're still trading. I'm assuming you got the YouTube going. You're you're a busy man. How do you find that balance of being young, being able to enjoy life, and manage all these things? Man, it's 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 tough. It's it's tough just because. I'm not really an analytical person. I'm a high D, so I'm a goer. I'm, I'm a doer. I'm a goer. I'm a, I'm, you know, if I, if I have something, I'm going to go ahead and do it. But finding the organization, I think that's the balance that I'm still trying to find, you know, and that's a, it's, it's a struggle just because, you know, that's, it's, it's not put in me, you, you know, I'm, I'm a hustler. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out and, and get it. But being organized is something that I'm, I'm working very hard on. And I'm, I'm actually, I have, I have a mentor. That's how I actually helped, helped me with um, the trucking. I went ahead and invested in a mentor to help me along the way. So I, I, it's, it's not me, you know, navigating it or trying to recreate the wheel. I actually have someone that, you know, is able to step me through it. All I have to do is put in the work. So, but as far as the, the trading, I think I already have that on, on pretty much um, a system in place where, I'm able to, it makes it kind of easier. So it's not a lot of time away. So that's where I'm going, but I, I, I can see where, where it can get very complicated as I continue to add, you know, real estate and, you know, different, different business ventures. But that, that is something <laughs> that is something that I'm working on. I'm, I'm not perfect, but I am progressive. <laughs> and you, you spoke about, you know, your, your system and your style. And one of the things I notice is when it, in your tweets, and even some of your, you know, your updates on your videos, you have a niche for the low floats, right? Or things that have attracted a lot of volume before any news come out. How did you, one, I guess, find that niche and two, be so attracted to those kind of plays? Man, I, I love the low floats because, you know, they move, they move quicker. But one thing that I've looked, that I look at when I do it, I'm able to find that because I, I use Twitter a lot and I use different other social platforms to see what kind of interest it has and followers on people on, on these companies. Twitters are very important. If you, if I see a low float stock and it has upwards of a thousand followers or plus, I understand that there there's eyes on these stocks. Now, if I have a low float stock and it's only, you know, a few followers, it's not really, a lot of activity as far as uh, PRs or, or uh, tweets that's being put out, I won't touch it. But a low float, active Twitter or active whatever with eyes on it, I'm gonna touch that all day. I'm gonna touch it. I'm gonna touch it before everybody even thinks about touching it because, you know, risk risk versus reward. Yeah, definitely. Because you mentioned something like, and I'm looking at, it, I'm like, the volume's so low, but the you know the, the share structure is amazing. And then two weeks later, it moves and it goes up a thousand or two thousand percent. And I'm like, oh my goodness, how do we how do we find these? But 
to the to the person that's listening, because we use the term low float. What's a low float to you, as far as a a, a, a certain number size when you consider a low float? Um, I would say uh, two point five billion and below, but a really low float. I would that that's desirable. So I wouldn't call that a low float. I would say maybe one. It's it like it's probably a little less than a billion. Okay. Yeah, a less less than a billion is I would say a, a, is what I what I kind of go for as far as the OS. Yeah, less less than a billion. All right, and with with the less than a billion because with the low flows as they move, you say you know they move up. We also know what sometimes what goes up goes down. How do you stomach? those dips, especially with the low floats, right? Because I think one is like, for instance, Wogi. Wogi has a, a very good float, right? And mm -hmm. one or two trades and make it looks like it's just down dramatically. How do you stomach that? And what advice do you have to someone who's struggling to handle those red days or those dips? Man, um, I, I honestly believe I live by it. Patience actually pays. And what I do is, to be honest, I use I use Yahoo Finance and I use graphs, so technical analysis. I'm going to look at the the 52 week low, or typically I look at six months low, and I'm going to find wherever that stock is the lowest point, and I am going to try to get my shares as close as possible to the fit for this well, 52 week low if we want to call it or six week low on the graph so my entry points are essential to me or a paramount to me when i'm trading a low float stock because i want to be at the bottom i again like you said i don't it, it's very hard to stomach your your a stock a low float stock when you're down you know 20 you know 30 40 50 percent because it's bound to happen because it's only a few sales before it, before it takes a dramatic change, whether it's down or up. So I am very big on uh, uh, entry points. So I look for the bottom, and I'm trying to get the lowest the lowest I can. So I'll sit down and I'll watch it. I'll keep it on my watch list until I get where I want. And if it goes up without me, it is with it with it is. I never gamble on a low float. If it goes without my entry point, I never gamble on it. I have to get my entry point on, on, on low float stocks. Okay. So you're you're more comfortable watching something run, knowing that you missed out than taking that risk and having that fear of like, you know, what people call FOMO is like, man, I should've I should have just got in at a higher level. You're like, if I don't get in at this level, I'm good. It's it's always another one then. Is your mindset? Yeah, that's 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 my mindset. I I I very rarely get in my feelings about a stock that runs without me. Because I understand that there's a runner every day. I can find a runner every day if that was my goal, or at least every other day. I'm going to find another one, <laughs> like like in basketball where they say, "Hey, shoot till you shoot till you make it, and then shoot till you miss." Like that, that's my <laughs> that, that's that's my ideology about that process. Okay, and I know you use the, the basketball analogy, but you seem more of a a Curry and and less Westbrook of a I need to be a sniper more than the volume shooter in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I um exactly that's what um I I learned very uh very early on when I was you know researching and I was uh, looking at different podcasts. Trading is the best way to trade is being like a sniper, finding a very good kill shot and taking it instead of 
shooting at anything and, and, and hoping something sticks to the wall. That's that's the, you know, some people find success in that, but I, I don't find success in swing trades as of yet. I find my success in more of position trading. I want to find the bottom of it. I want to find, I really want to dig down and do DD on certain things to make sure that the company has something going for itself before I just jump in and not, you know, I trade off of, you know, different things that cannot ex- sustain itself. Mm-hmm. And I know you spoke about patient plays and being a sniper. And when you're buying at the bottom, sometimes you're holding for a while, right? What's yes. What's the longest you ever held a stock? Probably today. Probably I'm in a position today that I'm probably in there six months, seven months. And yet, maybe maybe I would say six. Yeah, six to seven months. Okay. And to the person who's listening, who's just getting started, because I I know there's people, and I've even got questions where people would trip or feel a type of way of like, let's say they bought a stock and then they see one running, right? And they're like, they get out of the stock they bought to go chase that one. And then as soon as they get out, the other one run. How do you handle like seeing other runners move and your stock's not moving and you're just comfortable just still holding? Man, it's it. I mean, I'm pretty sure you, you you have that same that same ability as I do, just from growing up and playing sports. You know, you just block out the noise. You you, you worry about yourself and you worry about the things that you want to accomplish out of the task at hand. Chasing everything. I mean, the grass is not always green on the other side. <laughs> I've seen people, like you said, I've seen people jump out of a great position to chase a stock only for the stock that they were in to outperform the stock that they chase. So yeah, my whole thing is blocking out the noise and, and, and putting on my, you know, having tunnel vision and um, just just staying true to true to my uh, principles and rules that I have put in place for my trading uh, journey. Yeah, I think I'm good for about one of those a year where it's like, I've, <laughs> <laughs> even now, like I'll hold a stop for a while and then like if I get out, to get in something else that I think is hurry, hurry up about about to move, then that one just takes off. I think last year it was like e- ENZC, and that went over forty cents. Oh, so I, I was I, <laughs> I was sick for a minute, and but this year I, I, I've been fortunate enough. I haven't knock on wood, you know. I mean, I haven't. Yeah, uh, knock on <laughs> I haven't had that occur yet. So I'm I'm hoping that I um I break the curse this year. But normally I'm good for. For a year, I mean, for doing it once a year. It's plenty of it's plenty of stock that I've I've done I've done the same thing. So I would never I would never talk <laughs> or never think otherwise about someone that does that. You know, it's it's still greatness. You know, you're just you know on the chase all the time. And I just you know sometimes I sit down. But another another thing that I always keep in mind when I'm sitting in the stock that I believe has potential or um, evidence I've shown it has potential is the 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 tax break you the tax break you get when you hold a stock over a year so being you know fouling single and <laughs> different things like that i'm being i'm being taxed at the highest tax rate possible so i'm trying to get every tax break i can and and holding a year is, is one of those ones i can take advantage of and 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 knowing speak, speaking of that i guess how do you see those, I guess, handle those gains where it goes up, right? 
but you're holding for a bigger gains. Because I've had those moments where I'm up six figures and I'm like, now nah, I know it's going to go up more. And then it, come, it may come back down to about 10 or 20 grand. Like, like you, <laughs> you speak about the tax breaks, but how do you also, that can't be the only reason why you're holding long. It's just the tax breaks though, right? Like, how do you, you channel that to say, nah, there's a, there's, there's a bigger pot to this. No, it's, it's, it's not necessarily only the tax breaks. I'm just saying that's just the advantage of holding longer. Um, that's just something I was shedding light on. Now, my whole thing, as far as, you know, I, I, get, I get caught in the same, uh, the same thing where you're just, you know, looking at this, this stock and you're up, you know, five to six figures. And you're like, it's going to go higher. It's going to go higher. And it comes crashing down. That's just like the same thing. GRST did the same thing to me. It was one of those stocks. It was one of those stocks that I believe that it was going to, the value of the stock was going to increase uh, faster than what it is. It's still developing, but I did not sell. I'm still, I'm still in that stock. And I still believe that it has potential to go you know, in value as, as the, the, the last PR or the last news that put out, I still have confidence in it. So I haven't sold a share, but it, it, it did go up. And I seen my stock, my, my account over five figures, it just come right back down. And it sucks when you're, you know, you see a stock at over a cent, maybe a cent and a half. <laughs> and then it's trading back at 30, double zero 35. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like it kills me every time, but I, you know, the bigger picture, I just, I just try to look at the bigger picture and you know, that's, that's my whole thing about that. <laughs> a few, a few more questions to the person who's just getting started, right? This is, this is a two part question to the person that's first getting started and they may be struggling with, you know, their process or, you know, that confidence of, getting those gains and sticking with it, what do you say to them? Man, I would say first thing first is to invest in yourself, invest, invest into that, that, that desire that you have of trading, you know, educate yourself that, you know, the most educated trader is the more, the most profitable trader. So I would say educate, educate yourself. I would say use the resources that's put in front of you as far, as far as, you know, listening to your podcast, the stock whisperer following you on, on, on Twitter, because I was, a, I was a fan of yours before, you know, you asked me, <laughs> you asked me to get on this podcast. So again, I, I appreciate this, but, you know, attaching yourself to someone's hip without even being in their presence by being on their Twitter, you know, the penny stock gurus or uh, like CC trades or, you know, different people like that, that have proven themselves and proven that they know how to find a, a process and have, runner after runner has you know so that's that's what i that's what i did and also the penny stock guru has a um a chat room that has over four thousand people like-minded traders in there that you can scan and figure out and choose choose from stocks you have a cha- you have a channel you have a channel that i that that i love and i and i and i go to your channel Fast. Every time you have an alert, I'm looking at that because you do more than just call stocks. Like you call big board stock, you call OTC stocks. You even break down your thought process on why you did it. And then also one thing that I that that I want to big up you on is when a stock dips, you actually provide confidence to newer traders by saying, "Hey, such and such is dipping. I'm actually going to buy some more, or I believe that the stock will reverse." So. 
I, I want to big up you because a lot of a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't give new traders the confidence and they have, you know, new traders looking at them for that confidence. Yeah, because and I appreciate that because my whole thought process even behind that is, you know, there's there's too much money in the world, one, to be greedy or manipulative. Right. And yes. And for someone new, if we can get that person up to speed, you know, and comfortable, that's another eye out there in the world that's looking for stock tickers, that's looking to share information. And like you said, Penny Stock Guru has what over four thousand people in that in that Telegram chat. That's correct. Four, that's four thousand people looking at stocks, right? So it's not just one like one person can't see it all. Heck, four thousand people can't see it all, but four thousand people can see way more than one person can. So, exactly. <laughs> so it's building a network, it's building a network of of snipers. You know, I mean, it's a different. It's an army, matter of fact, because we got snipers, we got you know, machine guns. We got, we got all kinds of things out there. So uh, it's just finding out who's creditable. Like it's going to be noise in that room, obviously. And it's probably hard for a lot of new people to uh, decipher, you know, what's true, what's, you know, good information to follow and stuff like that. I would just honestly say, hey, find the credible, a few credible sources on there and, and follow what they're doing. And then, you know, start off with paper trading. To start off with paper trading and then advance into trading your real money. Uh, it does you no justice to sit in that that group or follow everybody and just watch because you're confusing. So I think, you know, getting active and, you know, taking that step is the most important thing for new traders. And with that being said, how do you, I guess, there's going to be a time, right, where you're trading, you have your business, you have your YouTube, and I'm putting it out in the universe. All three are going to be very successful and lucrative. Thank you. But did you ever see yourself stop trading if the trucking company takes off and you got not just one truck, you got 10, 15 trucks and you generate millions and millions of dollars in creating jobs? Do you ever see yourself stop trading or is it something that you can continue doing? I don't think my trading will ever come to an end. That's what I'm passionate about. That's what that's what my heart is. I think uh, entrepreneurship is where my heart is also. But I think that it's it's a little bit more geared to being of service to others. So it's not necessarily it's not necessarily to fuel me. Trading is more so to fuel me. Like, <laughs> but when I do when I'm you know doing my my business ventures and you know, my entrepreneurship, it's actually to provide jobs for others and put you know family members and friends in different positions. That's why I say I'd never say you know work for me, work with me. Mm. You feel me? Like I want to. I want to invest in, in in others and be of service to others. So, no, I cannot see myself not trading ever. It's it's kind of it's kind of like I just seen a meme not too long ago, and it, it basically broke down. You know, the pandemic showed us, you know, that you know business owners <laughs> business owners can go out of business for sure, but the pandemic showed us also that traders can never stop trading. We did, the trading world. If we had any effect at all, it was very minimal. And all it all it took for us to do was see that and adjust, alter what we was doing and, and, and find another lane and make money in that lane. Definitely. Okay, I got about three more questions for you and then uh, we can uh, end it. Okay. Question, and this is, a, this is one for me. What is your why? Like, why are you doing, why are you trading? Why are you doing the business? Like, what's your motivation at the end of the day with all this? Man, uh, what is my why? I think, I think, 
I, I, I would honestly say my grandmother, my grandmother, you know, had some opportunities in her life that she fumbled, but she instilled in me the entrepreneurship. Uh, she instilled in me, you know, being a blessing. She, inst- she instilled, you know, just being a good person in me. And she used to always tell me, <laughs> you're going to be the head and not the tail. And that's my why is obviously it's me. I, I, I want to feel accomplished. I want to be accomplished and I want to help others. But in the back of my head, I can always hear my hear my grandmother's telling telling me, hey, you know, you're the head, not the tail. You're going to be, you know, you're blessing. You're going to be a blessing to others. So I think that's my why. Okay. And to the young person who's listening to this, to the person who is struggling, figuring out their process, to the person who is scared to take that leap, you know, and bet on themselves, and they may need words of encouragement, how can they reach you? Is it Instagram? Is it uh, Twitter? Is there a, a way they can have access to you and just shoot you a message? And throughout your busy schedule, you can respond to them. Yeah, for sure. On my, I, yeah, my IG and my Twitter is underscore stock honcho. And that's S-T-O-C-K-H-O-N-C-H-O. Stock Honcho on both underscores, Stock Honcho. And yeah, just shoot me a DM on either the Twitter or the IG. I, I, I put informative videos on my Instagram as far as like I did videos on volume. I did videos on uh, trading versus investing. I'm trying to find a way to inspire slash inform others of the many opportunities the stock world has to offer. And just trying to break that 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 mentality because we all know that, you know, trading stocks is a trend right now. You hear the rappers talk about it here. You know, everybody's talking about that they're in here trading, but are you doing it the right way? Are you doing it in a way that's the most profitable for you? Or are you are you hustling backwards pretty much? In, in some cases, some would say, because when, you know, you're trading the Apple or, or Tesla that's already up, you know, where you can't even get a share of, <laughs> like it, it doesn't it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me now you can come to the OTC or the penny stock world or you know the penny stock world and you can get you know a few hundred thousand you can get a million shares of a company that uh that's just starting off but has you know some you know financials or you has you know something going for it and you learn this game and you can you can double your money you know days weeks months way faster than you can in the, in the big board stock. So th- that's all it is. And then you can go, once you get the bag and once you, once you get the capital, you can do whatever you want to do. It's all about getting the capital. And now in today's generation and my generation, my peers, they, they, they want everything overnight. They don't want to really hustle and grind. That slow grind is, is not desirable for them. So come to the OTC, Run your bag up. <laughs> do whatever, <laughs> do whatever you want to do. And that's my that's my thought about it. <laughs> so, uh, to piggyback off that, I would even ask a question when you were ha- you were asking some of the questions, like when you spoke about the rapper rappers and just people all of a sudden pushing like AMC, who's never traded in their life, and the game stops. Is what you doing not only sustainable, but also can it be teachable? Right. So, and that's the biggest thing. It's I hate when I see people post a ticker with no explanation. And then it kills me even more. The person who's new will buy that ticker and then blame the person who who suggested it. It's like the blind following the blind. So 
I like the questions you let um you 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 said, and I would just add those two as well, you know, to to that repertoire. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I it's I I almost I probably hate it as much as you do. It's the blind leading the blind. But what I hate more than that is individuals that know what they're doing and they'll pump a stock. They'll pump a stock that they that they're just trying to relieve their position of. That's the worst type of of individual in my eyes because I you know you can't fault anybody for not knowing. They probably got the they probably being pumped and they're just trying to spread the information because they believe what somebody said. The individuals that that post in order to you know get their position. Now those are the, those are the worst type of um, what I would say quote unquote self proclaimed mentors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know. Um... You gave out your your Twitter and your Instagram name, and you said that you're single, you're in a business owner, and you own and you're young. You're probably gonna have all kind of people in your DMs, especially the, the ladies. So, <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, <laughs> no, nah, we can't, we can't have that. <laughs> we can't have that. I'm, I have, yeah, I'm, I'm good in that area. Okay. <laughs> Hey, I just hey you, you you threw it out there. I like hey he might be setting himself up. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Let's 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 clarify that. <laughs> I file single. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Got yeah. you. Um, On my taxes, I file single. <laughs> no, yeah. Let's 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 keep them people. They wasn't in my DMs when I didn't have that, so I, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, just had to, you know, add some humor to it. But what I <laughs> what I normally do to end it, I always ask for a ticker of a day to those who, you know, who've made it to a certain level. Just not to convince people to buy the ticker, but to, you know, share their thought process of why they like the ticker, why it's appealing. So when the person who's listening to that, they might hear that ticker and they might not even invest in it. But what they what they may do is add some of your process to their process as they're trying to figure out what works for them. So okay, I'm going to ask you that. But before I do, because uh, since I put you on the spot, I want to give you some time to think about it. I want to give you some flowers. So that's what I like to do is, you know, I like to give people their flowers while they're alive and they can still smell them. So hey. <laughs> what I want to say to you is I think your journey is a true testimony on why, why we all should believe in ourselves. you know, and our abilities and never be scared to bet on them. At the end of the day, we only get one life, right? And Correct. if we're living, and the worst thing we can do is live a long life and then have a ton of regrets or do a lot of things that we were not truly passionate about. Yes, we may need to make certain sacrifices. You spoke about that. I had to work real estate. I had to drive a truck, you know, and why driving a truck and why doing real estate, I had, to also then spend time studying and figuring out my niche in the market. So that's a true testimony, and I think that's dope. I also think the fact that you're so young doing that, it's going to inspire way more people. Like I, I was looking at some of the analytics on the podcast, and there's a young following. I'm talking about middle school and high school that are now listening to these, these podcasts. And I think hearing your story, hearing some of your thoughts behind it, it's going to even further them to, you know, have passion, have financial literacy and start discovering the stock market and, you know, maybe get off a game, playing video games, you know, because for most of us growing up, 
who didn't have certain things in life, we was always taught sports was the only way out. Now, exactly. he, now heck, you might be in high school, a freshman, sophomore, making six, seven figures, taking algebra one and two, you know? Correct. And, yeah. and your testimony is going to inspire more people than I think you absolutely can ever imagine. I think one thing I do suggest is if you ever get tired, don't quit. But, you know, take that vacation, which I know definitely you have no problem doing, but they're needed, <laughs> <know>. right? <laughs> no, no, but definitely. <laughs> and and just yeah. continue to think about your legacy, right? Because your legacy is something that is going to outlive your life. And the more impactful that legacy is, those YouTubes is going to be there way longer than you're going to live. It's going to be dope. And it's been a pleasure watching your growth. It's been a pleasure Heck, being in some of the same circle chats and we talking and we and, you know, cracking jokes. And I, I, I just been, you know, fortunate to watch your growth. And it's been something that is truly a blessing. Man, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Just just to piggyback off of something you said, just starting off with, you know, living once. My motto is, you know, we don't necessarily live once because, like you said, at the end of that a legacy, you know, we can live through our kids and the generation after generation. So what we put our, you know, our flag in the stand, it's up to us to instill that in, you know, our, our kids and stuff to pick that up and move it further and further. So of course, yes, we live once, but that, like you said, the legacy goes on and on. And just like my mother, she, she crawled so I can walk and I'm going to walk. So my daughter can run and hopefully Hopefully she runs. Well, I know she's going to run. She runs so her kids, you know, could fly. So it just, it's, just, it's just that constant just bettering. And once you're getting traction, just keep on going, man. And I just want to say thank you. And it's, all, it's a pleasure. You're, you're a genuine guy, man. And I appreciate what you're doing. And I really want to see this podcast blow up and, and get the recognition that it deserves. Obviously, we're not in it for the recognition. But. It's well-deserved. So I just want to say thank you for having me on here and uh, taking the time out with me. Appreciate it. And now we have some time. Can you give us a ticker that you like, why it's appealing to you, and what's the thinking behind it of why you like it? Of course, of course. So a spot that I've really been doing a lot of DD on is, is WSRC. WSRC. It's, it's, it actually ties into what we were talking about. It's a low-flow low stock. Um, the OS is 349 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I like about that stock is obviously the, the share structure, but what it has going, it has just partnered, it, it partnered with a, a company that the ticker symbol is GBHPF. It's a global hemp group. And what they just partnered on, it's a, it's 175 acre acreage in Colorado, which they call the Hayes Project, and it's it's uh, hemp. So what they're doing is they're trying to develop a more greener and affordable living out there. And we all know the crisis that we're, we're going in with inflation and different things like that. Sometime sooner or later, we're going to have to find a more sustainable living way of living. And I can see the hemp, and, I, and if you go to their website, they have an example of them actually building these houses um, so that's my ticker. I believe that it can go, it's a longer hold, but I believe that once they go, I think on the 11th, June the 11th, they were supposed to, 
their option period for the uh, 175 acres was up. We haven't gotten an update whether they were moving forward with that after they did their due diligence and their inspection on the land, but I can see an update coming soon. And um, I can see it doing some, some, some really good numbers if, if they move forward with it and, and you know, the project comes to fruition. Okay. Actually, I don't know if you heard me. I clicked my pen and wrote that down. I think I've seen that ticket, but I never, you know, looked into it. But I'm going to add that to my list of doing my DD and and maybe even look for an entry point because I don't mind holding. You know, heck, yeah. I, <laughs> I held ABVH over a year and it's, it's paying off nice, especially once this merger complete. You know, man, <laughs> I, I, man, I, I'm telling you, it, it's the one the ones that you hold longer are, are, are very rewarding in the right situation. So, um, yes, WRSC, WSRC, I'm sorry about that. Okay, WSRC. Um, it's the, yeah, it's, it's in the, it's in the, the 2C 